world. What up, animals? It's your boy, Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector. This is the professionals and animal lovers show. I want to give a shout out to all the Russian tortoises out there. Didn't know what a Russian tortoise was yesterday. A friend of mine, we were talking, told me something about a Russian tortoise. Oh my God. I should, one. As I look on the screen, I realized who it was that told me that. <laughs> Oh my god, that's too funny. Throw me under the bus. I didn't realize I'm going in my head. I go, I gotta shout out the Russian tortoises. This is Tommy D, that's Val, that's Jen, this is Pals. But I was like, I gotta shout out the Russian tortoises. And then I'm forgetting as I stare and I look up and I go, Oh man, that was you, Jen. I had one. You had a Russian tortoise? Uh-huh. We had one when we were in Florida. I named her Olga. Olga. Yeah. Well, She's currently in the naming phase. Ah, I definitely wanted to have, I was like Helga, Olga, like Nikita, you know, something Russian. Got it. I agree. So what are you thinking? So Jen, what are you thinking? Name wise? Well, 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 this is, this. should we not talk about it? No, no, it's fine. My husband's actually listening. It was his birthday present. He had a turtle as a kid. And for 15 years, I refused to accept a turtle into the house because we already have enough of the zoo with the rescue pups and the fosters and things. Um, However, we uh, my sister actually got one um, and has one in the house and it requires no words. Apparently, it's super easy. It's super friendly It actually interacts with you. Um, so I caved and for his birthday, we decided, I told him he can have a Russian tortoise, um, not turtle, mind you, it's a tortoise, which is a whole new world to me. I'm not really a reptile person. I am a furry and fuzzy person, Uh, preferably fat and fluffy. Technically, I just really want to know my preference. (laughs) Yeah. I love fat and fluffy too. Actually, my cat, one of my cats, but I just want to let you know, they love zucchini. Yes, this is what I'm learning. <laughs> the funniest part, though, was when my sister was on vacation and my mother had to feed the thing, watching my my uh, crazy old Sicilian mom interacting with said tortoise. Not going to lie. Did she try to make amusing. like the sauce? Was she trying to like, manja, manja, eat the pasta? I mean, she considered it. Yeah, no, she spoke to it. She got it. She got annoyed when it wasn't uh, responding. Yeah. Um, she, too, was probably listening and cursing me as we speak. But what yeah. else is new? that did you remember this is like a couple three years ago something that little lady i believe she was a little italian lady with google with a little google device and she was google google and she was talking into <laughs> yes, the google I do. oh my god it was like the funniest thing i think it was like early like tiktok like when like everything yeah. you know and it was like it's super addicting and i remember laughing at that with my kids um so look a couple things we got to talk about first of all I had snapping turtles. My brother and I had snapping turtles when we were kids, and we had them in a big old 55. Actually, wait, Tommy. First of all, let's talk about what this show's about. I'm in the middle of a story, and you just. Well, it's the beginning. It's the beginning. All right. So I'll go back. I was only in the beginning of a story. You know how my stories go. All right. So let's tell you what, what Pals is about. What are we doing what here? Today, what today is about. <laughs> what, what the show's about in general. What do you want to talk about, Val? Let's talk about what we're doing here. All right. <laughs> So, way to go foul. Tommy's got a handler. I, you know, yeah, we've been trying to get me a handler for a long time. It's finally worked out. So look, this show really, I'll tell you what today's episode is about, but this show really comes out of an idea that Valerie had, uh, meaning the professionals and animal lovers show. We've been talking about it. We're actually, Val, you know what tomorrow is? Our one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary of when we started the show, September 1st of 2021. Yay. So Jen... Happy anniversary. Thanks for joining us. This is this is very- the anniversary show. <laughs> this is it. Who knew? Who knew? All right. <laughs> now, what what's funny about the world is is it's all about connections. And what we found in specifically in this community of of animal advocates and animal people and people who are business people who care about animals is everybody wants to work together. Everyone wants to collaborate. Everyone wants to support each other, whether it be in business, whether it be in their philanthropic efforts. Or just life, man, like showing up for people. I mean, we're building a community of folks, and it's not just business people. It's people who are community members, people who go to the community board meetings and advocate on behalf of the animals and stand out in front of places with signs. And these might not be business people, but there's certainly people who are focused on serving these animals. So we believe that the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong, and we know that when we all work together, I say we, I'm throwing me into that a year into this thing, but when we work as a community, everyone wins. 
especially the animals. Yes, yes, especially the animals. So I have notes from a conversation I had with my friend Jen Capeza yesterday. And this is a, a conversation we've been wanting to have here on the program for a while. I mean, we talked about it. Jen's been on my my show, Philanthropy and Focus, to talk about the incredible work and, and really the special work that her organization, Long Island Against Domestic Violence, does each and every day to support those uh, in the need of services. And, you know, it's interesting because as critically important as having these discussions are, one might ask themselves, well, that's great. And I understand why that's on philanthropy and focus, but how does this relate to a show that's all about animals and what would be the relationship? And we're just talking, I mean, Buffy was just here. Was that Buffy or Fluffy? Who's the one with the tail, Val? With the, oh, the, the, puffy, <laughs> the puffy tail. The puffy tail. That's Puffy? Yeah. All right. Can we promise later on I'll finish this snapping turtle story? I promise. We'll get into yeah. it later. Oh my goodness. Yes, if it would make you happy. Yes, Tell thank you. you. We'll get it later. If not, if not, we'll do another show and I'll just tell you that story. It'll probably take about right. 15 minutes anyway. So why why <laughs> would an organization focused on protecting and supporting those who have been victims and survivors of domestic violence come on the show called the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show? Well, here I'm going to read you some statistics. One in three women in the U.S. experiences some form of abuse. Of those instances, 60% of the survivors state that they did not leave a violent situation because they would not leave their animal behind. I believe it. Right? So I know, Val, right? Especially people who are, look, it's a family member. It, they, them, they are family members, right? These, these animals are friends. Now, this goes on to say this, the reason they wouldn't leave their animal behind is because in 50% of the cases, the animal is also the focus of the abuse. Now, think about that. Somebody's got themselves, and Jen, I'm going to be quiet because this is definitely more your space than mine, but somebody's gotten themselves to a point where they've built up the strength and the courage to get out of a really tragic and difficult situation, and then there's still this, this thing that's holding them back, which is the animal. So we need to solve for that. So take it away. If you could, could you introduce yourself? Sure. Talk a little bit about LIADV, and then let's dive into what the animals are all about, too. Absolutely. So, and let me just clarify real quick, Tommy. So, in in something like fifty percent of the cases, the animals are also the focus of the abuse. Um, that's what's reported, and also the stat is actually something higher, something closer to eighty-five percent, where the client or the survivor has some concern for the animal. Right. So it's even if the animal's not necessarily the focus of the abuse, there is a concern about the animal safety, the animal's well-being, and just general neglect, right? So here at LI Against Domestic Violence, this is something that we recognized a real long time ago. An overview of the organization um, is that we were founded in the late 70s, and what I would like to remind people about that time is that when we started this work, when our first, there was four women that founded this organization, and they did it with everyone turning their back on them and with everyone laughing in their face. Now, I currently have two goddaughters who are 13 years old, and they will never know a time that the Me Too movement did not exist. They never will know a time where it's not okay to stand up, right, and say it's not okay for violence against, against women. Uh, violence against people in general. That was not the case in the late 70s, right? So now I go to, I say, I say all the time, I go to dinner parties and people are always like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And we talk about it. And I always say either it packs the room or it clears the room. One of two things happens. And when it packs the room, they say, oh, that's so cool. Oh, your job is so cool. And yeah, my job is cool. But in 1976, not the cool thing to do. And they started this organization before it was the cool thing to do, right? And we've tried to honor that legacy by providing programs that is needed and fills uh, survivor needs and eliminates barriers to escaping violence since that time. Um, a quick overview is um, our 24-hour hotline. When we started, it was the only hotline, the only resource hotline here on Long Island. Today, that hotline is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is only answered by trained domestic violence counselors and can be translated in up to 144 languages, over 144 languages. Our wow. safe harbor. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's like an in, an in real time situation. Yes. Like yes. 
Wow. In real time, we use the service. Like, you know, when you go to the pharmacy, I always say when you go to the pharmacy and it says point to the language that you need, yes. um, that's a, the National Translation Service. And that is something, um, and that's not funded by government contracts. That is something that we fundraise for to make sure that service is available to our clients. Our safe harbor shelter, which is actually a lot of the conversation that we're gonna talk about in reference to the pet services, um, is was the first domestic violence shelter here on the island. Um, and we can house um, up to 16 individuals in a secret location um, and provide all of the services I'm going to mention right here in the shelter so that if you're unable to leave or if you're fearful to leave, you do not have to leave that building. Um, our counseling program serves adults and children, group and individual. We also have a Spanish speaking counselor as well as Spanish speaking staff across the board. This was something that the agency recognized a need for a long, long time ago. Again, before it was popular, right? Yeah, popular, the cool thing to do, right? Uh, our former executive director recruited uh, Spanish speaking individuals to serve the needs of that population uh, for, I mean, for over, I mean, I've been involved with the organization for over 15 years. And when I started, there was Spanish speaking staff well embedded in the organization. Um, we provide, we actually had the first precinct advocacy project in the country where we place an advocate, a domestic violence specialist advocate directly in partnership with Suffolk County police in the police precincts. And this allows for a comprehensive system-wide approach that creates a smoother and less uh, re-traumatizing. Um, that is so smart. Can I just ask you a quick question before yes, we list more programs? Um, is there a possibility of perhaps doing the same for, uh, so Suffolk County recently created to their credit, the first uh, like animal abuse task force. Yep. And in fact, um, we participated. Know, yeah, and they recruited um, a pretty good uh, ADA from Nassau County. His name is Jed Painter. Now he's with yep. Suffolk County. Anyway, the thought is like, I believe very heavily that, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And if there is a, a, a dog or an animal that um, gets to that level where it's reported to the DA's office, oftentimes by mm -hmm. shelter or something, Maybe they can have a comparable ad, uh, advocate who's trained and can say, okay, well, this dog, let's say they're registered or they find. So I'm actually, yeah, so I'm actually going to get into that with our work with assisting the pets um, as Got well. It. And okay. before we go to break, I do just want to point out the rest of our services. Yeah. So, and we'll get into that as soon as we get back, Valerie. Yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about today. Definitely. Um, okay. But our advocacy. It. Take our advocacy, break, our advocacy department also serves in the county um, court system. Perfect. We have a vocational training and financial literacy program as a return to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and our legal services, we do have a staff attorney that can uh, serve the uh, clients when that is necessary. And of course, our educational and outreach prevention program that goes into schools and community centers uh, and all those types of things. And that is just just if i may the foundation programs that doesn't even get into all of the highlights um one of which we're going to discuss today in reference to our pet services but that is just our foundational um programs that has been in place for approximately the last 30 years and growing and that's uh in a, in not even counting things like the head injury program the safer bars and all of such things was one of the women who founded this organization or more than one of the women a victim and survivor of abuse? You know, I actually am not sure about that. Okay. I I'm suspect just... probably. Right. Yeah. I suspect I probably. Curious. All right. Yeah. Three of them are no longer with us. Uh, actually, none of them are no longer with us. The last of which passed away about a year ago. She was the executive director for mm -hmm. something like 35 years that I had the privilege to work with. And she was Sorry amazing. Yeah. What a, what a great one. What a great team of women. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a privilege working under her. We do, you have to step away for a minute. I thought it was kind of funny, Jen, how you were like declaring we were going to a break and as the guest, and I was like, oh my God, it's like you're hosting the show. So why don't you take us to a break? Because it's in because it's in the chat. See, I pay attention. I know you do. I know. 
I can follow in. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Mallory and Tommy don't. So one for three ain't bad, huh, Dylan? All right, we'll take a quick break. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. Jen Capez is here. Li against domestic violence. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Professionals and Animal Lover Show, Tommy D, Valerie, and Jen Capeza. So Jen has a background in, in theater, right, in the arts, had her own business, all caps, which was focused on social media for small businesses. But really, you were drawn back to this work in, in the social sector into nonprofit. And just this year, um, you became the associate director of the organization. You just So congratulations on that. And I know you work very closely. Thank you. With your welcome with uh, with Wendy, uh, Lynn Salata, the executive director, and we're here just to discuss. First of all, Jen, and, and you know, I find it's it's appropriate at certain times to do this. If somebody's listening to the show and they need help right now, let's yeah. shout out the number. Shout out to how do they yep. get involved? Let's do that. Our twenty four hour hotline that is available seven days a week. It is free and confidential and can be anonymous if needed. And what we always say is. It's okay if you have to call the hotline 20 times, 75 times, 146,000 times. Call the hotline, have the conversation, know your options, know your rights, and then you can think about it. You don't have to make a change that day. That phone number is 631-666-8833 and can be found all over our social media and website. All you have to do is like put in like LI domestic violence or Long Island, something domestic violence, and we pop right up. You'll see our logo. And um, if nothing else, if not take away nothing else from this conversation, it's this. We are here for you. We believe you and you are not alone. Very good. So I um, I do know someone who was, um, you know, in a horrible situation uh, at the time, her husband, which she didn't know, um, she discovered his drug problem, prescription drugs, uh, when she got actually laid off from work. And so she went home. It was like a surprise to everybody, you know? Yeah. And uh, she found her husband there who was in a suit. He made pretend to go to work every day, but what he was really doing was... um getting like Oxycontin and opioid prescriptions from any doctor who would prescribe it to him. Uh, Anyway, so she had at the time a cat 
and she knew she had to get away and she was very like what am i going to do how am I, you know where am i going to go what am i going to do and all of that so um it ended well she actually left cats are a little bit different than dogs i feel not that i don't love my cats but like a dog is kind of easier to find they they require more uh you know they have to go out several times a day cats right. are great hiders like they're incredible yeah. like no one believes i have a cat because they hide whenever there's a strange voice and <laughs> no one sees my cats um so she went back she left and went back the next day and got her cat out and she was it was a great story because you know she was able to go to a friend's and it all worked out but um you know, I'm curious about what kind of animals you accept. What if someone has sure. multiple pets and, um, yep. you know, I can only imagine how traumatizing that is. But um, another question I had, and I don't know if I, if I want to rattle them off, but here they go. So what percentage, if any, of people, do they go back after they've left? Yeah. All so, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So let me unpack that a little bit. Yeah. The short answer is it takes someone on average seven times to leave before they leave for good. Wow. Oftentimes, our advocacy department in particular sees folks that are going back and forth to court and in and out. I mean, we've had shelter clients come in and leave and come back. And the truth of the matter is, as long as their safety um, or as long as um, that behavior doesn't put our staff at risk, we'll accept them back because it's just so complicated, right? Yeah. I could do an entire, I could do an entire week, frankly, on the reasons why it's challenging to leave. But what I always say to folks is, mm, when was the last time, or remember a time when you, uh, I don't know, were miserable in a job and refused to leave that job? Yeah. Or how about um, crazy cousin Sally, who drives you bananas, but yet you still continue to put up with her at every Sunday dinner, or do you know what I mean? Or or that friendship that's just frankly toxic, but you won't end it. Yes. Now imagine I, yeah. that situation is your spouse right. who you have children in common with. And then don't even get me started on the finances yep. and all of those things, right? So um, the percentage of folks that actually go back to the relationships is quite high. And I will tell you that we don't even know how high it is because all of the numbers that we're discussing today is what we know is reported. Mm -hmm. We have no idea what goes on with individuals who don't report, right? And I will say so, this too, toxic people or abusive people, I certainly was in a toxic relationship and I'm, there is a, there's two elements of, there's an element of kind of like being ashamed that you tolerated that treatment, yes. but also yes, yes. I will say that mine was not physical. I certainly had like a, a verbal and emotional abuser person, mm -hmm. but they are, and I've heard this from other people, they are the best apologizers of like- all Master manipulators. Yeah. Right, master yeah. manipulators. So yeah. remember Bernie Madoff and how many people he tricked? Same yes. thing, okay? Yeah. Same gene, if you will. So what we find is, so to answer your question about, um, about what we accept, so domestic, so Ally Against Domestic Violence is the only shelter on Long Island that accepts the family pet. And I'm going to say that again, for those who are listening or just want to make it really clear, we accept your pets. We have services for your pets. So if you are in an unsafe situation and you are either coming into our shelter or going to stay with a friend or family and cannot leave your pets and are concerned for their welfare, we will assist you with that. There is only one other uh, shelter in the tri-state area. We are one of only 12% of domestic violence organizations in the country that wow. accept the family pets. Now, the good news is that number is growing through grants from folks like the Mary Kay Foundation, which is part of where we got our funding, Red Rover, Bissell, all of these great organizations um, that I have to shout out because they're doing amazing work. And um, yeah. they did start it a long time ago. So now we accept dogs, cats, pocket pets, um, bunnies. Um, I heard a rumor from like 20 years ago that there was a lizard, not what a fan myself. John, what's a pocket yeah, pet? What's a pocket? Oh, a pocket pet is like guinea pigs, hamsters, things like that. 
So now in line with the, with the conversation, I will tell you that how this started over, I mean, 20 years ago, probably is that our, you know, our executive director and at the time, the associate director, Wendy, um, was there, there, I mean, we're all animal lovers here. So yes, but even if you're not an animal lover, you can appreciate the fact that this is a living, breathing thing, right? That you wouldn't have in your home if you didn't care about it. And, you know, even if you're not an animal lover, I say, listen, I'm not going to judge you if you're not an animal. I will. Yes. I'm totally going to judge you. If you're not I am totally going to judge. I'm totally going to judge you. No, but you, you have to appreciate the fact that this is a living, breathing thing that is in your care. Right. So, um, uh, something like 20 years ago, uh, we were the first on the island to what we did back then was we worked with municipal shelters so um, that we could have placement in the shelters. And then the little resources that were available for like foster homes through partners, friends, what have you, we would assist with that. Now, what and that's great because at least, you know, your fam your your pet is physically safe. But at the same time, it's not the same. What we know today about how important mm -hmm. pets are to our mental right. health, mm -hmm. um, and and what and that's the other thing. Even if you're not an animal lover, you cannot dispute the science, right? right. Now imagine mom and two kids are leaving. They're big because if it's me, it's a big fat and fluffy situation, right? <laughs> they're they're fluffy golden retriever or what have you behind. If even if that retriever, even if that dog or cat or tortoise, what have you, um, even if that even if that pet is physically safe, consider the trauma associated with separating the family. Because what we know okay. now about keeping the family intact and mm -hmm. what that does for our well-being, right? So we wanted to do better, and one of the things that we did was. Um, we as foster agencies became a thing um we worked with local foster so at least instead of an animal being in a shelter you know god bless these shelters and the staff that run them but you know um it's not ideal right for a situation for a pet um then at least it's on foster mommy's couch and getting the love and attention on a daily basis right but we still wanted to do better and keep the family together and a couple of years ago um i was gonna say two but that doesn't include covid so it was like four years ago because who remembers anything before covid yeah um um we announced that we accept the animals inside our shelter in our shelter building now here's something because i know valerie your next question is going to be what if the shelter's full so the next question is um we work with we still work with local partners with foster organizations um, and other um, resources that if we can't bring the pet into the shelter with you, we will do our best to find placement for that pet temporarily so that you know you're gonna get your pet back. Um, we also oh provide services. We do have some money earmarked for things like veterinary care. Um, if the dog or pet, I keep saying dog because obviously I'm a dog lover and I can't help myself, but if the pet is not up to date, um, with the veterinarian, we provide some veterinary care, um, as well okay. as even training and behavioral. Um, so here's uh, a question I have, uh, you know, do you, have you guys ever had an encounter where the victim or victims have been found somehow or located? Like, has anyone shown up at your shelter or oh. anything like that? Uh, knock on wood. No. Um, so there's, yeah, no, there's a lot of security protocol in place. There is, um, um, security at the shelter. There is alarms and cameras and all that kind of stuff. And we did have a challenge for a little bit there when Google started like Google maps and stuff, yeah. but, um, you know, we worked with them to, you know, remove it and things like that. Um, wow. but, uh, but no, our, 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 our shelter is very secure. Um, we have, you know, connection to the to the local precinct and things like that. So, um, I love it so much. And yes, I know that we all know we have to go to break again. I hate breaks, but I do need to uh, before we go to break, um, kind of recruit you or plant a seed, which I have a feeling I'm going to be able to do here. Uh, it's on my agenda. I'm a big animal advocate, and one of the things I really want to push hard and lobby for is an animal abuse registry. Uh, just like a sexual predator register, a sexual uh, abuse registry, whatever it's called, I think that would be a vital tool, um, which we can, you know, share, and it should be nationwide. I really feel that these 
people should be on some kind of a list so they can't adopt another pet from a shelter that's going to get abused or they can't um you know buy an animal from somewhere anyway but also as a neighbor i would want to know if that's my neighbor sure. Yeah. So what I will say, um, we can talk more when we get back, but what I will say when we get back from break, I do want to talk about our partnership with law enforcement Great. and how Suffolk County Police Department is our partner in this as well. So real quick though, do, are you strictly Suffolk County or can someone in Nassau County get to you as well? It's all of Long Island? Uh, the short answer is it depends. We okay. work solely in Suffolk County courts and solely with Suffolk County Police. Okay. However, we accept clients into our shelter and our counseling program and our vocational program and a few of the other things, uh, education um, will, you know, from all over the island, depending as long as it's in the best interest of the client. You know, if I get a phone call, uh, if we get a hotline call from someone who's a, a neighbor to the to the, the Nassau County agency oh. and they need everything in Nassau County, we are going to refer back to it because that's in the best interest of the client. Right. So it depends. Okay. Okay. Let's All take, right, so let's let's take break. a little break. Let's take a little break, but I want to just shout out a couple of things as we go to break since you, you know, we're up way over anyway. So what's the difference? So <laughs> Jen, when we come back, I want to talk about, um, aside from the connections with law enforcement, the signs, the signals, the things people should yeah. be looking out for, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've had on my other show, some, an organization, uh, that does a lot of work in the human trafficking space and they have some great, yep. They have some great resources I should talk to you about offline, but just some videos to really educate people on things to look out for. Uh, so other than that, I do, I see behind you and I, I see, um, I was looking at earlier, the picture of pause for a cause, which honestly, we talked about having you on this show a while back. And what happened was um, we didn't get it to happen. And then I got an email talking about what's that dog's name? Bailey. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Oh, his name is Bailey. Yes, he's very famous. He's a very big deal. He is our spokes puppy. Yes, spokes puppy for um, for our event. The TD Bank is a proud sponsor of. So TD Bank presents Ally Against Domestic Violence's Pause for a Cause uh, Family Fun Day and Dog Fashion Show. And Bailey is mm -hmm. our official spokes puppy. I love it. I love it, Val. I mean, if we can get Jovi up here to the island, get Jovi dressed up. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Uh -huh. Uh, think about it. So, Jen, we come back, signs, law enforcement, and then we'll pitch the event again. We'll be right back. You got it. Professionals and Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. are back welcome back it's the pal show um tommy val's not here so i'm just gonna keep singing a song what's up jay <laughs> no, please stop. i'm Valerie, here help. i'm here i'm here Valerie, help. <laughs> <laughs> while we were I, am here. I shared the uh 
I shared the, the uh, screen or the, the website for the event on liadv.org. Bailey, I, I know we um, um, we lost Bailey, right? Bailey's passed. Is that, is that right? So Bailey passed on, um, I think, right before COVID. Yeah. Um, but we, so Bailey is, um, was the fur baby of one of our volunteers, um, on the pause for a cause planning committee. And we decided that if, um, this, I know why Tommy's making me tell this because he gets a kick out of my, my stick, but, um, we decided that if Dick Clark's name can still be on New Year's rocking Eve, then Bailey can still be our pause for a cause spokesman. Mm -hmm. I love it. Uh, One day there'll be a program called the Tommy D show and I will not be hosting it, but it'll be like somebody else hosting it and it, but it'll still be called the Tommy. Right. Right. I That's get it. Right. Exactly. Totally same thing. Same no, I, exact thing. I actually saw it's funny because I saw uh, we posted this a flyer about today's show on Facebook and I saw someone say, oh, my God, that's Bailey. And it was like, I, I don't know if it was the, the fur mom of Bailey or somebody's friend. Oh, I don't know. I have to look. Yeah. Check, it out. Look uh, out. check it on the Facebook. So let's talk. He's very famous. Yeah. Very big deal. Very I, famous. Look at that cute little hat he's got. He's got the flat cap, the, the like, you know extra extra read all about it you know it's that's the thing <laughs> yep. also fun fact for for a very long time uh bailey made many appearances on our facebook page um there's pictures of him and his brothers um for pride there's pictures of him in a halloween outfit i mean there's just we yeah. had a little too much i love it with, well yeah. speaking of speaking of mascots and and dogs and i haven't seen jovi yet today val is jovi around we're we gonna see jovi um he is around he's taking a nap so i don't like to so he's very busy him. don't interrupt him don't interrupt he's having, having dreams about some some treats and whatnot. he's having those doggy but, dreams all right yeah. jen let's get back to business let's talk yeah. about yeah. law enforcement but i'd also like you sure. to shout, shout out some signs things we should look for you know when we're interacting with people just to become aware of something that we might yep. that we should get involved with maybe yeah so part of the relationship with law enforcement is actually that, is that uh, many years ago, um, in addition to our, our partnership with the advocacy department, so naturally the conversation um, started about with them is what to look for when they go into a home. Um, so for example, we train, um, our staff here train every class of the Suffolk County Police Academy. And part of that training, in addition to introducing ourselves to them and how we work together, because, you know, we were talking um, off air before we started about how it takes a village, right? Like that's the whole point of Tommy, that's your whole mission, right? Of the nonprofit sector connector and this, it takes a village. And part of that village to support survivors is law enforcement. Um, they are key, right? But we are not law enforcement, right? They are law enforcement. They have their role. We have ours. So one of the things that we have trained them to look for is observing the conditions of the pets in the home. So if they go on a domestic, and let me remind you, domestics are still to this day, with the exception of, or maybe uh, um, it goes back and forth to be even with uh, your routine pullover on the traffic stop, right? Domestics are the most dangerous thing a police officer can do. So part of our training is also how to keep themselves safe and what they need to look for, right? Um, um, and to keep themselves safe in the process or to advise them as to what our experience with that client has been and what our risk assessment has been, right? So we want them to look at the conditions um, that the pet is in. We want them to take note of that. We want them to make sure that they tell the client that as they're talking with them about their options and resources, um, that, that Ally Against Domestic Violence can help them with their pet. Now, here's something else that's really, really important is that pets can be included on an order of protection. Once again, I'm going to say that again. The family pet can be included along with the humans on an order of protection. I have so, a question. I got to jump in. Of this course you do. No, it's easy. I know. But let, yeah, me, well. let me just say real quick, Valerie, the yeah. details of how to get and what constitutes that, that is all you access that information through our hotline. Every situation is different and you yeah. need to speak with one of our advocates to confirm if that qualifies in your home. However, I do want to put that out there. Go ahead. This is super important um, because 
legislatively, we had a couple of attorneys on recently, and um, one's a matrimonial lawyer, and she was talking about how recently pet laws changed for the better, where they no longer consider animals property, but rather a member of the family, which applies to custody and everything. Yep. Okay. The other lawyer uh, deals in different courts, and she was saying, unfortunately, in those courts, uh, they are considered property. I'm following very closely right now um, a, a, a case where the uh, owner, it's a family, right? It's a couple and then two adult children. Now, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's a bad case where the dog attacked uh, the, the mother, but the point is, part of the defense, which I think is ridiculous, but um, they're saying the son is the one who adopted the dog. Therefore, he's the owner. And, and oh, the I mother see. is therefore not entitled to damage. Now, regardless of whether or not that holds merit, I can't imagine it will. But that said, do these restraining orders undergo that type of delineation where it's like, let's say it's a married couple, my husband is the one who adopted our dog because it was a surprise for me, which. Sure. Right. I see where you're getting at. Yeah. So what I will tell you is that once again, I will say that every situation is different and you need to call the hotline and talk to an advocate that said, arguably it's not when, when it comes to the DV courts, right? The courts dedicated to domestic violence in this context, you know, you could say the same, like, well, the children are shared, the dog is shared, what have you. Yeah, right. So, um, and if there is violence being perpetrated in the home and it rises to the level of qualifying for an order of protection or a refrain from or something, our advocates will be able to tell you that and they will assist in, in that process. Okay, good, great. Okay. Well, um, I'm so, all and, for it. Yeah, I think Suffolk yeah. County in general has a pretty great program and, and their yes. uh, officials are really tremendous. They were responsible last year for the largest dog fighting ring bust in, in the country. Yes, I mean, ma'am. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to give out, and here's the thing. I really want, um, we really like to give a huge shout out to our partners in law enforcement. Suffolk County Police Department, Suffolk County Sheriff, Suffolk County DA, and Suffolk County Probation are key, key partners. And they too along with organizations like us all they want is to see people safe yeah agreed shout out to those guys shout out to all the first responders well, for those who are only listening they just got pom-poms yeah, yeah that's right thank you thank you for pointing out what all those in listen only mode cannot see right. yeah they're not loud so, you need like, you need like a horn like that <laughs> one last comment and then we got to split for a quick break too go ahead Oh, and then, um, you know, and I just want to say, because a lot of folks um, will say, oh, well, you know, my second cousin's sister's brother's, you know, wife had this situation and, and they quote, didn't help them. That, that is, that is nine times out of 10. It's not necessarily the case. It's just the case that that situation didn't maybe rise to a level, right? Or I hear these stories 30 years ago, listen, this is not the law enforcement of 30 years ago. And even the right. guys back then, the girls and guys back then, they just, they didn't know what they were dealing with. They just right. like us did not know. Evolution, not know. We're, we're evolving. I, yeah, and I know, I know we've got to go to a break also, but you know, I need to also kind of throw this out there or ask the question like, so it takes a village to overcome these things. I think it also takes a village to to get more involved. I'm not really a proponent of like, you know, it's none of your business, mind your business. Absolutely. If you have a friend, if you have a neighbor, maybe you can give us some talking points or tips or signs to look yes. for. You know, what are we looking for? How do we engage in this conversation? Because it's a tough conversation to have, but you know. For sure. Yeah, that would be great. And the short, yeah, I'll tell you what, Valerie, it's real simple. It's do you need help? Mm. Are you okay? Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah. Um, and, and then get them to us because yeah. you're not going to know what to do. You're not, we actually do a whole training mm -hmm. just specifically for parents with teenagers and how to do safe interventions and how to you know work with them. And really it's just all, and we, we do that for medical professionals. We do that in general. Like we have a whole trainings dedicated to safe interventions, but the truth of the matter is it's this simple. Is someone hurting you? 
are you okay? I'm here. I'll listen. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to give advice, right? Um, because if I said, oh, I'm having chest pains, you're not going to say, oh, well, let me let me listen to your heart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. So instead, no, just get them to us. Get them to our hotline. Awesome. Or you can call the hotline. A bystander can call the hotline and say, hey, I have a friend. We actually get those calls a lot. I have a friend. I have a sister. I have a colleague. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on, but I want to help. Yeah. You have resources we'll on, on also a national level because not everyone that yep. listens to the show is from Long Island. Let's let's jump into that too when we come back. Yep. Yeah, before we go, give me that number again, Jen. I got it. 631-666-8833. 144 languages. 631-666-8833. Or the website is liadv.org. But they're there 24 hours a day. And if you're just calling to get some understanding and advice, that's okay. Make the phone yep. call. Doesn't mean you have to, you know, leave the situation. You don't have to do anything. Right, right on. You don't have to do anything. Just get yourself aware. All right, Jen, Valerie, and I will be right back, pals. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. We are back. This is Pals Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. I'm still sharing my screen because I just want to show some things on the website. Jen, Val mm -hmm. has some things she needs to close up the show with. So I want you to just kind of walk us through a couple things, another minute or two, and then just drive home how people can get in touch with you one last time. Sure. Sure. And, and we're going to talk about the event, right? Yes. Yes. Part of your conversation. Great. So um, generally speaking, what we say is anytime that you see or suspect that um, anytime you hear it saying, oh, I, I can't do that because so-and-so won't let me. Um, it's also not just men and women. This is in the LGBTQ community as well. Um, anytime somebody withdraws, um, any anytime there's a change of behavior that's unexplained, if they have um, excuses, right, or things that don't make sense, or, or, or just um, a lot of times when we tell this when we train uh, employers, a lot of time a survivor or a victim of domestic violence when it's when the abuse is active, it mimics a drug um, addiction because they're scatterbrained they're because they're in trauma, right? So they're in crisis all the time. Okay, so um, and it, it, sometimes it mimics that the flakiness, the not showing up, things like that. Um, always, always, always call the hotline, go to our website. Uh, if you have a general question about our, our services or how you can help, um, we you can call the main office. Um, generally speaking, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, we need donors, we need supporters, we need donors. Um, we don't need uh, supplies. Um, we have a handful, we've been around a long time. We have a handful of organizations that help us with that. Um, and we need donors, we need money, because the thing about 
our services and the innovative nature of our services is that the we're we're an essential human service. So we do have governments with the county and the state and the feds and stuff like that. But that's like owning a home, paying a mortgage, paying taxes, having to have a car on Long Island, right? Um, and working minimum wage. So the innovative nature of our services means that it's not all funded by government. You know, none of the pet services are, are funded by government, right? Some of our counseling services, some of our education, they're not funded. We go through private grants and things like that. So if you go to our website, you can sign up to be a monthly donor. Um, just $10 a month works out to be um, $120 a year, which pays for counseling sessions. It can pay for trans uh, transportation to court, all kinds of stuff. Um, just ten dollars a month, and you get a handy dandy L I A D V uh, topic. <laughs> oh, and a note okay. for me because I mean, isn't a note from me just lovely? Do, I'm, you I'm want in. A topic? I'm, well, no, Sign up to be a monthly donor. You can have a topic. I'll give you. I'll give you ten bucks a month. <laughs> but I also want to sponsor. Okay. Pause for. So you got ninety thirty seconds for pause no for. No problem. Calories got uh, TD yeah. Bank prevents uh, presents L I A D V's pause for a cause as a family fun day on October first. Don't show that. Country Don't show the fell. bottom of your folder. You have last year's date on that. So hold it down. I know. That's why I'm doing that. I know. Shut up. Do that. This Come is my up. binder. I know. This is my binder. I don't want to. I didn't want to waste the October paper. 1st. Okay. Now I have an extra eight seconds because you interrupted me. I'm just saying. Right, Valerie? So pause yeah. for a cause. LA, uh, TD Bank prevent, presents LIADV's pause for a cause. It's a family fun day. It is a doggy fashion show. That's right. You heard me. Doggy fashion show. We have trophies. We have raffles, we have games and fun for the for the kids. The sheriff's office is coming, the DA's office is coming, Suffolk County PD will be represented um, to interact with the community. We have vendors, we have awesome pet uh, friendly uh, pet friendly companies or pet supply companies coming to join us. We have lots of sponsors. Foosfire is one of our top sponsors. Shout out to Christy, who is uh, a woman-owned, amazing company, plumbing in the area. And um, it's just going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun there. and it's a good day. You and I got to talk later, Jeb, because maybe if it's appropriate, I'll have my dad give me some Italian ices. Shout out to my dad, Ralph's Ices Huntington. We got to leave it there. LIA. Oh, I live on Ralph's. Yeah, well, talk about it because maybe I'll donate some ices. Val, what's on your yeah. mind? The Compassion Awards is Don't also. Me with time. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. The first yeah, thing yeah. I need to mention is that, unfortunately, uh, we lost a great guy and animal lover. Uh, who I went to high school with, um, just found out today. Rest in peace, John Schneider. You were just an incredible, beautiful soul who made everyone laugh. I did not know John, so I'm um, lost, Valerie. My condolences. Yeah. Second, uh, secondly, but also extremely important, there was another bust on a USDA commercial breeder, this time in Nevada. 300 dogs were confiscated. The owners of this puppy mill, and that's exactly what it was, uh, are now facing animal cruelty and neglect charges. They found frozen puppies oh, on premise. So stop it. it's disgusting. We are urging every single New Yorker to please call Governor Kathy Hochul at five. Governor, come on, let's go. Five, go. Five, I'm just calling out the governor. I'm saying let's get this done, five, right? Yes, 518-474-8390. The anti-puppy mill bill has been on her desk for about two months. And Tommy, I think it's time for a call night. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I got to call uh, Governor Hochul myself personally. Yeah. Ask her to sign the bill, A4283. And then we'll last but not least, 474-8390. And then last but not least, of course, is the Compassion Awards. Looks like October is a great month for animals. Um, October 11th is the first inaugural Compassion Awards brought to you by us, as well as our fantastic sponsors. We're going to have great gift bag giveaways. You don't want to miss this. We're going to have great food by the refuge in Melville, including vegan options, a champagne toast, and of course, three incredibly worthy, amazing honorees who are doing, they spend their lives saving lives for the animals. And we want to make this bigger every year. And we want Excellent. to just pay recognition to these true heroes that are selfless, and boots on the ground. So let's get together. You can find ticket information um, at www.pal-show.com. And I just want to say one last thing. Uh, early bird pricing, best pricing on tickets ends September 12th. So you really want to be there. 
Surround yourself with animal lovers and your world will be better. <laughs> I think that's that's great. How did we end up going over time the whole show with time left to spare at the end? I don't know. Oh, I'm, can I'm, we talk about Bailey some more? Let's talk about Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got confused. I thought the show was over at 255. That's what happens when you skip one week. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, it's 257. All right. Well, so, you had some nerve to go. You had some yeah. nerve to go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, we're excited about it. Pal-show.com. This is the first ever, first ever Compassion Awards. Super excited. Um, look, Jen. And anything like the lunch that we did. I mean, it's going to be amazing. That was just yeah, very I mean, The lunch was so good. My my co-host couldn't show up to do the show with me the next day. That's how good the lunch was. <laughs> well, that sounds scandalous. I'm kidding. We're just being silly. Um, look, Jen, you and your organization do such special work. We're appreciative yeah. to have you as friends. I will certainly be there at the event. Um, I have uh, some of my uh, my children, I think, will be there out there with me. Um, it's important for us to get involved, as you said, in the community. It takes a village. It's important for us to uh, be focused on learning and serving. Really, that's what it is. It's about helping, serving, and learning. Um, that's what we do on the show. We're here to learn. We're here to educate. And ultimately, we're here to advocate. So I leave you with this. In his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animals by stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. We're your pals. Yeah. Make it a great day. Yay, Gandhi. Bye, Bailey. Bye, Jen. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. On edge. Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.